Today's podcast is sponsored by Wonderful Pistachios, where delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts out there, and each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It is no secret how much I love pistachios. I love pistachios. It is part of my identity, and honestly, there are so many fantastic flavors. My personal favorite is the wonderful pistachios no salt. It has a little blue emblem on it for the bag. So delicious. I know others love the roasted and salted, even lightly salted. There's a sweet chili that's good, a salt and pepper. There are so many options, and you can have them in the shell or no shell. Cracking each pistachio open one at a time? Yes, wonderful pistachios is the only exception I make for playing with my food. It is fun and protein all in one bite. Go ahead and visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more or pick up a bag at your local store. Let's get to cracking and let's get to snacking. Welcome to the Fun and Gains podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton, and let the games begin. Hello, hello, everybody. We're welcoming a brand new guest, which I'm really excited. Very honored to have her on the podcast. We're going to welcome Noelia to the podcast. Say hi. Hi, guys. I am so honored to actually be here. Um, This is actually the first podcast I've ever done. So, (laughs) and it's like the perfect podcast to come on for the first time. So, wow. Wait, I'm honored. Your first ever podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? Are you like a podcast? Every day. Fun fact, I actually put being on a podcast as a guest on my vision board for this year. So now it's like so comforting, (laughs) like knowing the vision board is actually working. (laughs) Wait, it is totally working. We got this done. You're you're here and it's going to be such a good episode. I'm so excited. Excited. Hey, well, give everybody a little background into who you are, what you do, so they can have an idea of who you are while they listen. Yeah, so my name is Noelia. Um, I'm 25 years old and I'm a full-time content creator and online coach. I'm from the New Jersey, New York area and pretty much my entire page is focused on fitness and mental health and just trying to inspire others. Um, And I started getting into that about three and a half years ago. So right before COVID, that's when I started like my fitness journey. And ever since then, I've just been consistent with it and never looked back. What made you want to start getting into fitness? Was that something that like you had a a background in or one day you were like, "Eh, let's hop Um, in? It's actually not a funny story, but I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship right before COVID. And I don't know if you've ever gotten like out of like a really bad breakup or something, but right (laughs) after that, you're kind of just like, okay, I need to look good. I want to feel good. I want to kind of get that quote unquote revenge body. So that's when I was like, I need to start working out. And I think at first I had the wrong mentality going into it, kind of doing it for others and the breakup and just not for myself and then COVID hit so when all the gyms shut down I was like great now what do I do Um, so I started getting into running a lot and I actually ran a half marathon right when like the middle of COVID I did it by myself but I was like oh my god I can't believe I did 13 miles (laughs) and then the gyms opened back up again and I started lifting weights after that and that's kind of when my mindset shifted from doing it because of the breakup to doing it for myself and that kind of just pushed me to keep going with it and 
here we are. <laughs> Three yeah. years. No, that's so cool. I think that it's always so interesting to learn about how people get into fitness because there's so many different paths and ways. And no matter where you are in life, no matter what happens, you can always join a gym or always start running or always start yoga and Pilates. And it kind of helps us through a lot of these things that we're going through because it's a huge stress relief and just a way for us to put our attention, our time and focus into something and hone in on it. So I always love that. I always think that's so cool to be able to hear how people get into it. Cause I know a lot of people can be really intimidated when even just trying to start in the first place, but it's just, yeah, I think for me, yeah, for me, it was just, I had that like motivation after breakup. (laughs) So I was like, even though I obviously, when I first started going to the gym, I did not know what I was doing. I would just follow workouts on YouTube or kind of just go to the corner of the gym because I felt very intimidated, but having almost like a why as to why you're working out is a huge help because it just pushes you to want to keep going, even when you do feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think it's cool that our whys can even change over time. So you might start working out for a certain reason. And then you're like, oh no, I actually like this. I want to try something new. And it just evolves and adapts. Like you running a half marathon. Was that like, did you sign up for a race and do it? Or you were just like, I'm running 13 miles one day. And you just literally ran a half marathon. I just, I knew I wanted to make a change in getting shape, but since ever, all of the gyms were closed, I was like, well, I don't know what to do besides running because I had no access to a home gym or yeah. any weights or anything. So I just kind of took on running and I literally would run every single day until I was like, you know what, let me push myself and see if I can actually run a half marathon. And I did it on my, like by myself. I don't even remember the time. I didn't even track the time that I did it in, but kind of just to accomplish something and feel good about all the training that I've been doing up until then. That is so like, that is so sick that you just were like, I'm going to just do this for myself. (laughs) And it's so true because all the gyms were shut down during that time of year. It was horrible. I remember trying to go outside and run and doing like hit circuits and, oh, it's, you know, one of those things you like, don't even want to think about or like bring up crazy to like think we had to live through that and it was actually pretty like not long ago but it feels like it was forever ago yeah it does uh and now I saw you make a post are you planning to run another marathon yeah so now I'm training for a full marathon okay that of so I actually signed up for the Boston Marathon April 15th um wait I thought yeah I thought you have to like qualify for that no so I'm doing it through you do but okay okay I'm doing it through a charity so I'm going to raise money for the Boston's Children Hospital to be able to run oh. it um but I actually not that I got bamboozled into running it but my boyfriend's brother-in-law actually told me he's run a bunch of marathons and he was uh-huh. like, you should Boston one it's actually the easiest one and I was like okay like that makes sense you know start with the easiest one out of all of them later come to find out it's actually one of the hardest yeah (laughs) out there and I'm like you did not trick me into signing up to the hardest marathon oh my gosh (laughs) yeah I feel like I don't know much about marathons but I definitely know the Boston marathon and no easy feat but you're gonna kill it you're gonna do so well it's definitely nerve wracking because especially I've been running a lot in the mornings just with my training. Um, so sometimes I just get in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm tired. And I'm, it's only what mile six. And I was like, how the heck am I going to run 26 miles? But you just have to trust the process like the training's going to get you there. And if you're consistent with it. And I think a lot of the times it's just 
the mental aspects of like knowing you can do it and pushing yourself past what you think you're capable of but that's really close April I'm excited oh my gosh April that is so close I kind of want to know what your training looks like now and I also want to just peek into your mindset of how you get through long runs because it's something when I move I really want to get into running again it's just too cold here and I'm not motivated but I know I will be in the future so first I want to look at what does your training look like if someone's trying to enter their runner girl era I know that's like a big thing going on right now so what does that look like are you still lifting how are you working on your mileage and all that yeah so I'm actually I'm not following a specific lifting and running program like that is cohesive I think for a marathon a lot of times you have to cut it down on the lifting and focus a lot on recovery, but I'm still lifting five times a week. Um, and I follow a, I honestly just Googled it, a marathon training for 18 weeks. And it kind of just guides you every week through how many miles you should be running. If you should be doing like tempo runs, a little bit of intervals or just low intensity runs. Um, so it's pretty easy. There are so many training plans out there. So I, got mine from the Boston Marathon website and it was for beginners training. So that's the one I've been following. It's been 18 weeks. So right now, I forget what week I'm on. I don't know. I, it's week by week. So I've been following that. I tr- run between four to five days a week. Um, and then the oh, mileage. Is- <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, the mileages during the week aren't that bad they're like between four to five, three to five, depending on the day. And then I do one long run on the weekends, typically on Saturdays. Um, And that kind of just depends on what stage of your training you're in. So I remember my first long run was six miles. And then right now, like this Saturday, I have to do a half marathon. Um, So that's, (laughs) that's 13 miles. Um, But yeah, it's really easy to find so many different training um, plans online for a marathon. This is my first time tr- actually training for one. So I didn't really know how to structure it for myself. Um, and when it comes to lifting, like I said, I have been lifting five to six times a week still, probably not ideal with how much running I'm doing. Um, but I think for me, the gym is just like such a big part of my mental health. And I love going to it that it's just hard for me to only cut it down to two times a week. Um, So that's what I've been doing. But I've really been prioritizing rest. So I know my body's recovering, making sure I'm eating healthy, nutritious foods, protein, make sure I'm drinking my water and sleep. I think sleep is so important, especially when I'm training so much for both lifting and running. Yeah, seriously, I am so inspired so inspired by you that you're like, I'm just going to run a marathon pulling off of random. I'm like, I think it's like this weird code. I can't crack of like, how do you even start with a marathon? But if I can just Google, figure it out and just do it. Like if you're going to get it done, you're going to get it done. So exactly. And honestly, you can't really, if you, the more you think about it, I feel like the more you talk yourself out of it. And I remember when I signed up, I was in the car with my boyfriend and that's when I called his brother-in-law and it was right after the Boston, no, the New York marathon in November. Mm -hmm. And I just kept seeing all these TikToks and I just felt so inspired. And I was like, you know what? Like, why not sign up for a marathon? And I kind of just pulled the trigger. And then after that, once you're signed up, it's like, oh, okay. I can't really back out now. (laughs) I really have to like dive into it and you just kind of have to go for it. That's so inspiring. That's cool. 
I just had Chris Huey on who ran a marathon and now you are talking about it. And I'm like, oh, I got to do it. It's coming. I'm going to start with like smaller races, but I will be doing it in the future. I believe in you. And honestly, yeah, I, a lot of people ask me, why don't you just start with smaller races? But I think because I had ran so much during COVID, I feel like I have the capacity to just push myself to get there. But oh yeah. But yeah, like I have one of my best friends right now is training for a 5k this weekend. And eventually she wants to work her way up to a marathon. And that's totally fine. Like, I think that's even more manageable than just full on being like, all right, I'm just going to run 26 miles. Yeah. But you had already run 13. Exactly. Plus, yeah. So that's you, why I you felt got comfortable it. with yeah. it. <laughs> so cool. Well, I would love to know throughout your process, you know, now you're training for a marathon. You've, you love the gym, you're a gym girly, which I love. Love all of your content, by the way. I really do. So high quality. Who who films you? I've got to know. Who films you? So I do most of my videos with Paris. You've met oh, I love I, she's Paris. The best. She's the best. I met her this past summer, and I feel like ever since then, we just clicked. And yeah. she's just someone that really understands my vision and like I love the one thing I love about creating content is creative directing and the editing so when I come to her with a certain vision I have she completely understands it and you know we kind of just work hand by hand so I've been working with her for my videos and love her to death and then most of my pictures I do with my brother he's a photographer so um, it's been cool to like get closer to him and and get all of the pictures it's really fun I love yeah. creating content that is so awesome yeah everything is just chef's kiss chef's kiss when you go to your page yeah but through all of your journey I feel like I know I've had a lot of different mindset shifts as I've done this for a few years of how things have changed and I know you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier of you know you you first started working out as revenge but then you started to love it how else has your opinion changed about fitness your goals changed just your mindset about everything in that area how has it changed yeah. over time? Um, I think over time, I used to be very restrictive when it came to fitness and my life. When I first started, I was someone that, you know, was tracking her macros and would not miss a workout even when she would go away on vacation. And if I did, I'd be really hard on myself. Um, so I think the biggest mindset shift for me was realizing that at the end of the day, we want to build a sustainable lifestyle like fitness is a lifestyle and I couldn't build a lifestyle without a life <laughs> so I it was really hard for me to like learn that balance between being disciplined and staying on track and eating healthy but also allowing myself to you know live to go on vacation and not have to worry about getting every single workout in or having a slice of pizza on the weekends because I would feel guilty a lot of times and I think the bit and honestly when I shift my mindset from being so restrictive to living basically 80 20 following that 80 20 rule I started seeing more results too um, mm -hmm. so I think that was honestly the biggest mindset shift and it completely changed the game for me because now it doesn't all feel like a chore now I get to really enjoy it enjoy my workouts and enjoy food without feeling guilty about anything yeah. When you look back on that time, how do you feel like if somebody was to ask you for that advice or tips on how did you make that change from really being into tracking macros and being a little bit more strict with yourself to finding that balance? Was that like a trial and error for you to try to figure out what works? Was it just 
sometimes you would skip a workout and then you're like, oh, actually it's not that big of a deal <laughs> if I don't, or, oh, I, I didn't track today. And like, I'm okay. How was getting to that point? How, I think a lot of times it's like, we can look back, but I am always trying to pinpoint like, what were those things that helped get me there that I can pass on to other people listening, you know? Yeah. I think for me, it was just realizing that I was saying no to going out to get dinner with my friend or like I remember once vividly remember one time during Thanksgiving I did not eat any of the Thanksgiving food besides the turkey and I think a little bit of the sweet potato because my heart so I know I looking back I wish I could give her a hug because I really thought that just by indulging one day in these yummy foods that it was going to take away from the progress I had made and I just didn't like how I felt that day. And then I started to educate myself more about food and, you know, protein and carbs and different macros to the point where I knew that if I was getting significant amount of, like I knew obviously like chicken had a lot of protein, eggs had a lot of protein, like different foods had a lot of protein and just learning more about food. I felt comfortable eating what made me happy without feeling like oh I need to be exactly eating this amount as long as I knew I was eating like enough protein eating the correct foods that made me feel good um that I was okay and then I also realized like I remember after that Thanksgiving I went away to Costa Rica in December so like about a month later and I didn't work out at all while I was there and I remember feeling really guilty but then when I came back I was like wait a second (laughs) None of the progress I made is gone. So I don't think missing one workout is going to take away from everything, especially if I took a whole week off. And I actually felt a lot more energized and rested when I came back. So I think just it's just life experience, like living in those little moments that really show you, oh, it's not all about how you look (laughs) or what you do in the gym. It's really about everything else and how you enjoy your life. 100%. I could not agree with you more on that. I love the first thing you said about you were starting to educate yourself about food and intake. And I think education is freedom when it comes to food because there's so much fear going on around food. People don't quite understand it. And when you first start, everyone's first thought process is, oh, if I want to change my body, if I want to like, you know, lose weight or get shredded, I need to take out food. And it's always that take, take mindset instead of, let me learn about what I should be actually probably adding into what I'm eating. Am I actually getting enough vegetables? Cause vegetable volume, again, it's lesser calorie. If we're going to talk about calories in a sense, but the nutrients that that provides for your body is so important. All of the calcium, all of the vitamins and minerals that we need every single day that we don't think about, cause we're just worried about trying not to have too many carbs or what carbs are good or bad and stuff. And I think education can be huge in the fact of people being able to have freedom and realizing how necessary it is to have macros and micros in our day-to-day life. Yeah. I also love that you took a week off and you were like, Oh, my progress is going to be gone. And you go into the gym. I, okay. I could (laughs) scream this from the rooftops because I feel like I have hundred percent been there. And that was like the first tick for me where I was like, Oh, I took some time off and I actually got back to the gym and I'm, I'm fine my gains weren't sacrificed and I do have way more energy because I actually took that stress off Mm -hmm. and properly recovered and feel so much better coming back from a pregnancy still. And even this past year, everything that's been going on now as I'm able to finally get back into the gym, 
I'm like, wow, all that little progress that I had made before, like it can come back. So it's okay if you miss a session. It's okay if you're sick and you want to take two days off. It's okay if you want to take, you know, it's okay. It's going to be okay at the end of the day. Exactly. And I think too, a lot, sometimes it's even more detrimental to your body to push through and push through the workout. Like for example, when you said you're sick, a lot of people think that they still have to push through and that can actually be worse to your body, going to prolong you feeling healthy. So it's okay to just take how many days you need to take off to feel better, even for your mental health. I think too, like sometimes you just need to take a couple of days off and focus on your mental health and do things that make you happy and then get right back into it. The progress is, is like I said, it's a lifestyle. So even if it sets you back just a little bit, you can get right back into it. Yep. I love that. I think that was a big mindset shift I had and something that I had learned through all of this is it's actually revolving around my life because my body is my life. Every day-to-day experience and my habits make up my life. It's not just like this whole entity of everything that has to do like, you know, your fitness going to the gym isn't my whole life. It's just one part of it that helps better it. And until you've come to the points where you're able to like internalize that and understand that it just really helps. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Do you feel like during your fitness journey, you've had to unlearn or relearn anything? Uh, Definitely. I think. The biggest thing for me, especially when it comes to the gym, I know when I first started going, I would really focus on how much weight I was pushing as opposed to (laughs) form. Yes, I was that ego lifter. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I guess not ego lifting, but I do really seriously care about what I'm lifting. I mean, come on now. Okay, to an extent, yes. (laughs) Obviously, like you want to push yourself to like push more weight. And I'm I'm like that too right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm pushing actually a lot of weight. I'm proud of myself. I want to go heavier. But something that I had to unlearn is, okay, if I'm going to push myself to be pushing more weight, do I have the correct form to manage that weight? And 100%. Something, yeah, something that, and that honestly is something I really had to relearn even a year into my fitness journey because I was just not really focused on form and just more focused on how much weight I was pushing. And when I shifted that and unlearned like from going to ego lifting to focusing more on form, I actually started to see more results more mind to muscle connection and I always tell like all of my friends and people I see at the gym you have to control the weight don't let the weight control you because when you're obviously lifting and you feel like the weight's just controlling you and you don't have right form one you're prone to injury and I something I dealt with a year into my fitness journey because of that and then it's just you're not going to see the same results as really focusing on mind to muscle connection. So definitely a big part of my fitness journey that I had to unlearn. hundred percent. I could not agree more with you on that. I had to take a step back on my squat. Cause I was like, man, I really want to start lifting more, but I actually feel like I've got some tweaks I need to make. So this is probably like two years ago. I lightened the load, nailed my form, made sure everything felt good. And then when I started adding weight back on, it felt so much easier I was able to see so many more results and progressive overload was just like, boom, boom, boom. I could hit so much more and lift so much heavier than I could before because those fundamentals and those basics were there in place. Yes. I love that tip. And I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Thanks. No, I think it's a lot of, cause we get so excited, especially when we're new to the gym. Like when we start pushing a lot of weight, I just think 
honestly for me I just felt so cool I was like oh my gosh uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like shoulder pressing this much weight like I feel so cool and then like my shoulder was all the way back here and, and then it was like hurt. no no oh. like, oh, this isn't good but <laughs> and it's like hard making that shift I think too from like pushing so much weight to oh like do I look silly now only having the five plates or not even any weight at all at the bar because that's how I had to start with my squat too I was used to putting so much weight but my form is so bad and then divert back to just the bar and eventually work my way back up but then like you said once you have the proper form adding more weight back in is a lot easier and it feels so much better yeah it does man that's so funny I've definitely uh definitely been there yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) oh Good times. I feel like a lot of people start that. Like I remember if I just look back at my old videos, like I would do anything to have 135 on the bar for a squat to just feel cool. And I'm like, no, Brit, no, like this, put this in the archives. Nobody needs to see this. So bad. <laughs> we but... all have, I feel like we all yeah. have videos like that. I was the same way, but I think also too, it's when you're at the gym, you, you want to look cool, you know, with, with the plates and the 135. But then I realized like, no one's really looking at you at the gym. Everyone's minding their own business. And I vividly remember, like, there's so many times I've failed squatting and I was like, so embarrassed because I didn't want people to see me or had like no weight on the bar or anything like that. But people really just are minding their own business at the gym. No one's looking. And it's scary because when you first start going, you really think, everyone's looking at you and you're nervous, but that's just not the case at all. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I feel like it also is comforting to know that like everybody starts somewhere. Like a lot of us have had those beginner awkward, awkward phases where we're trying and we're like, what were we doing? But we were at least trying, you know, we were giving our best bet showing up, but no ego lifting here, people. Please get no. the form, get the form right. Yes. You don't want Save to get injured. Injury. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I love to talk about food and I feel like I don't do this enough on the podcast, but I would love to know some of your favorite healthy meal ideas because I feel like the gym is one thing, right? Like we can follow a program, we can train well, but do you have any favorite recipes, maybe even high protein snack ideas that you want to give? Like, what are you, what are you snacking on right now? I love, love this question. I am a huge snacker for anyone that knows me I love to snack I'll have my meal I have three meals a day and then I will literally have like three snacks like in between (laughs) meals so one of my favorites right now is I love edamame edamame is such a high protein and rich in fiber yummy just thing to snack on if you put a little bit of salt in it and just some lime or you can really season it however you want it's so yummy to just pick at and like eat and it's so rich in protein um I love Greek yogurt so any Greek yogurt with fruit some granola some honey it really tastes really yummy um sometimes in the summer not right now because it's cold I'll even freeze my Greek yogurt and then I'll put it in like you know those blenders so it's kind of like very ice creamy like frozen. oh yeah So it tastes really good. Um This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry a bunch of different stressors. Recently, Darian and I are working through moving, him graduating, taking boards, wrapping up things here in Michigan, and our cross-country move to Florida. 
like us, I assume that you also probably have a lot of things that are going on in your life and some stressors, whether they are big or small. And oftentimes we can keep them bottled up and then it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy can be a safe place for you to get things off of your chest and try to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, go ahead and give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Brit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P com slash Brit. Skincare from the sea. You got that right. I'm introducing you to the brand Osea. If you have not heard of them yet, this company is called OSEA. It stands for Ocean, Sun, Earth, and Atmosphere. And it is an amazing skincare and body care company. This company is vegan and cruelty-free. They're climate neutral certified and ocean positive. It is a clean beauty company. It checks all of the boxes. I love these products so much. I actually gave some away to some of you for the local event so that you could try them as well. Some of the favorite ones that I use are the body oil and lotion. And then I also love the hyaluronic serum and the ID puff serum. And every time I use them, I feel so luxurious. They also have a few gift sets that are going on for Mother's Day, which is really fun. They have a glow and go facial set and then a golden glow body set. I'm definitely going to get my mom one of these. I just don't know which yet. So go ahead and treat yourself or your mom to the everyday spa experience that you deserve. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code FUNGAINS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code FUNGAINS for 10% off. Um, And like I said, really high protein snack and it's just so yummy. Even if you get like plain Greek yogurt I'll make like a home tzatziki sauce with like dill um salt and then I'll just eat that with pretzels um I love protein bars I'm not so I've been trying to stay away from processed foods just because I feel like it disrupts my hormones a lot I'm someone that like struggles a lot with hormonal acne and just hormone imbalance so I try to stay away from like any processed type of snacks but a good protein bar is always yummy the barbell ones are my favorite they just taste so good they're like a very sweet tooth indulgence and then um, I love frozen grapes they're not obviously high in protein or anything but they just they're so good to snack on um, or any type of fruit really man that's a good lineup I gotta try that plain yogurt tzatziki yeah if you get just literally print plain greek yogurt and then you get dill like you know the dill leaves and then you yeah. just chop them up put them in the Greek yogurt, add some salt, maybe some pepper and just mix it up. It literally tastes like tzatziki sauce and it has all of the protein in it. And you can eat that with pretzels or crackers, rice cakes, whatever it tastes good at. Sometimes I'll even make that as a sauce with like chicken if I want to yeah. make it. It's really good. That's genius. I love that. I've done this one with um, cottage cheese and I'll mix like a tiny bit of ranch with it That's and have so like every vegetable with it like tomatoes is good carrots cucumbers bell peppers yeah like a yeah wait but I'm definitely gonna try that that sounds so good it's really good it's I actually recently just 
started doing it about like a month ago and I'm not kidding I'll have it every day now because <laughs> it's oh. so high in protein yeah. and it just tastes so good so that's I, I think that's the thing about food like that I said like knowledge is key because instead of like going out to buy a tzatziki pre-made with like sour cream and it's has higher fats and everything you can make it at home with Greek yogurt and you're getting a lot more protein and yeah it's just knowledge is literally key when it yeah. comes to food um and it's also freedom just because you're eating healthy doesn't mean you have to be eating boring foods because I know when I started I would eat chicken rice and broccoli every single day and now I can't even look at <laughs> rice and broccoli without gagging I'm like okay nope <laughs> like I'm gonna throw up now yeah. Greek yogurt is actually so good because I sub it for sour cream all the time mm-hmm. just because it does have a higher protein content yeah. slightly yeah well that's cool I'm definitely gonna try those up everybody write those down you just got some great snack ideas <laughs> yeah. I okay I feel like you have a great routine do you I feel like you're very organized that's how it comes across, but may, are you, are you not? No. Am I exposed? Or am I about to no, expose no, you? I, I am. I okay. Like... <laughs> okay. So um, I got the, oh I got gosh, the right like... vibes. I got no, the right I vibes. Am. Okay. Um, I, I would thrive on routine. <laughs> okay. I would love to hear. I love to hear your routine. I'd love to hear what works for you. You can do like your day-to-day routine. You can do like a work routine. You can do your gym routine. I just, I love the details, you know, I thrive on routine. So my day-to-day is throughout the week on the weekends. I get off routine but that's just because like I said I allow myself to rest but Monday through Friday my day-to-day basically looks the same every day so right now I wake up around like 6 a.m and then the first thing I do every morning is I make my bed that's like a non-negotiable for me so wake up make my bed and then I always have my big water bottle next to my bed so I chug a lot of water and then I take my morning supplements And then after that, what I like to do is I read one chapter of the Bible every day, and then I do a journal entry. And then after that, I hop in, either take a cold plunge or a cold shower, and then I go for my run. So that's what my mornings look like right now. And then after my run, I come back, have breakfast, and that's when I start my work day. So that's when I do majority of either filming my content or client work, because I do online coaching or edit content and then I do that up until like maybe 3 to 4 p.m and then I get ready go to the gym come home have dinner my night routine and then it's all over again (laughs) the next day I love that I love that you also start your day with a little bible study and journaling I think that's really cool it's I think morning routines are so important because they set the tone for the day and I think it's really important to find a morning routine that works for you because I had tried so many different things. Like I remember I would journal, but I would do like free journaling and that was just like too much for me. So now I do like a prompt journal that's only three to five minutes. And then the Bible just brings me a lot of peace and it kind of just makes me feel calm throughout the day. So I like that. But I think finding a right morning routine that works for you is really good. Um even with waking up, I used to be someone that would wake up at 5.45 in the morning. And then I realized it was just too much personally for me. And I was crashing like midway through the day. So I was like, you know what, this isn't working for me. Maybe I'll get two extra hours of sleep. And it's actually been more productive throughout the day. So it's really trial and error for everyone. 
I love that. I definitely feel like sleep is something I need to always work on, but it's hard when you're raising a young kid. Oh, I agree. I can't imagine. <laughs> but man, I, yeah, I always feel so much better when I'm able to get to bed early mm-hmm. and whenever I choose to sleep in a little more, it does make a big difference. I need to, my goal for this year, do better at sleeping. Sleep. Yeah. It's because I, I was not good at sleep either. And once I started like running a lot, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, (laughs) I was was at that point only literally getting like five hours of sleep every five to six hours. And it was just, I was training, I was running. My body literally was asking for rest. And I was like, maybe I just need to sleep more. And at first it's hard because your bio clock is like, not what you where you want it to be I would try to go to bed early and I wasn't tired and I'm like oh my god like what do I do to fall asleep but it just takes time to fixing your sleep schedule you can't just go like one day be like I'm gonna go to bed earlier and wake up earlier it takes time yeah did you ever feel guilt about sleeping longer because that's that's what I struggle with I'm like I feel so guilty if I sleep until six I'm like wow I have literally I have bad I have bad negative self-talk I need to not I need to work on that for sure I was the same way because like I said I used to be someone that woke up at 5 4 45 every day and then waking up later I felt like I was not being productive and that I was losing time during my day and I would put myself down and be like no like you're being lazy like come on (laughs) like you you should be waking up earlier you should be doing these things but I think then realizing how good I felt getting more sleep I was like wait actually this isn't a bad thing and then like I since I do struggle with my hormones learning how important sleep is for my hormones and then realizing when I started getting more sleep that's actually when my acne started to clear up I started to feel less inflamed um, and all the benefits of sleep that's when I was like okay like I'm gonna allow myself to sleep without feeling guilty because I'm actually feeling better but it took time. It took me months Okay. to not feel. So yeah, it's, I think it's normal, especially when you're someone that's like really hard on yourself. Cause I'm the same way. I'm really hard on myself and I shouldn't be. Um, it's hard. It takes time. I would, I remember all the time and just call myself lazy. I'd be like, Oh my God, you're lazy. And I remember watch, I love David Goggins <laughs> and he's such a hardcore dude. Mm-hmm. And I love this book. So some, I think it's a good and bad thing because it's good to be disciplined, but not to the point where you're like taking a toll on your mental health like that, because I would just be like, man, like this man wakes up at four in the morning every day and like does all these things. But then you also have to remember women and men are different too. And our bodies naturally need more sleep. Than okay, men. true. Okay. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the boat? <laughs> I love that. I love That's him. what I tell myself at the gym. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> carrying the boats (laughs) well who okay I really needed to hear that so thank you I that I'm gonna I'm working on it I'm gonna work on it because I I have been a lot kinder to myself about that and I've been trying to some mornings I'm like it's okay to sleep in a little bit I'm that's my that's my goal for this year okay thank you and there will be days when you're feeling a little bit harder on yourself but just in those moments, try to think of the positive of sleeping more. And then eventually it'll just be like, you feel good all the time about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. And you've mentioned your hormone journey a little bit. Do you want to 
talk a little bit on that? I feel like people might be interested if that's something you feel yeah, comfortable yeah. with. Okay. Um, so I'm someone that's always had a hormone imbalance of some sort, and I just never knew exactly what was wrong. And the reason I knew something was wrong, I didn't know exactly what in my hormones, but I knew something was wrong was because I've always had very bad hormonal acne. So along my jaw and my chin area, and it's acne that's cystic. So it's really painful. And I always felt really inflamed. Um, I struggled a lot with like mental fog, like being foggy all the time. And it was just hard, like, and mood swing. So I knew something was up because I just didn't feel like that was normal to feel like that all the time. Um, so I went on birth control for it. And I feel like birth control and any type of hormonal thing when it comes to fixing your hormones is almost like putting a bandaid on it. So it did fix my issues for, I was on it for like almost three years. Um, and then I decided to get off of it. And as soon as I got off of it, all the problems came back. So I was like, well, I knew there's something wrong. So I went to a endocrinologist and basically got all of my blood work done and they checked different hormone levels and they found that my cortisol levels were extremely high and that my um, testosterone levels were really high as well. So I've been working with her for about almost a year now and really focusing on fixing that hormone imbalance with food, with sleep, with different activities and things to do to lower your cortisol, um, to fix that testosterone imbalance. And honestly, fixing it from within, like the root of the problem, as opposed to just putting a bandaid like I did with the birth control. And it's a journey. It's, it hasn't been an easy, easy journey because obviously you want to fix the problem overnight. And it's really frustrating where you're like, I'm doing everything right. Why isn't my acne clearing? Why am I not feeling better? But it's really just reminding yourself that it takes time. And it's been almost a year now, and it's definitely improved since then. There's obviously like harder days than others when it's closer to my period and hormones level just naturally drop. But you know, I'm proud of myself because I'm really working on fixing it from the root and not taking the easy way out. But it's been a journey. It's not easy, but we're pushing through. I'm proud of you too. It's you. it's so much easier and quicker to just pop back on birth control for you than to have to get down to the nitty gritty and yeah. put in a lot of work, but over, over time, that's definitely going to pay off for you. I'm, I'm proud of you. That's really you. cool. Thank I kind of want to go get like my blood work tested and just, I think I, everyone should yeah. get that tested I need to I need to wait a couple months to have everything regulate for me and then I'm yeah. gonna see how I, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a break <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from my body but I definitely want to do that to see I think that's something a lot of people can benefit from especially if you just feel like something's wrong there's a lot of things as women it's tough because a lot of studies aren't done on us in previous times where a lot of these studies, if you look at the actual study group or study sample, it's men. So it's a lot different for us. So I think blood work is a great way to be able to see, hey, something is actually off. I'm not I'm not making this up. Let's try and fix and I it. think, yeah, even if you don't feel like something's wrong, I think it's so important to just go get your blood work done at least once a year to really yeah. just 
check how everything is like I know when I went they even checked like vitamin levels and stuff so mm -hmm. I was a little bit deficient on vitamin d so I knew I should be taking that supplement and just I think it's really good to know what supplements you should be taking too because a lot of times we just think oh we should be taking this this and and all of these vitamins and in reality our body doesn't need and we actually have um so I think everyone should be getting the blood work done at least once a year yeah I think that'd be really helpful well that's cool yeah. What is something that I don't know about you that maybe your listeners don't know about you? I want to know the tea. We want to get to know you better. What's tell us something exciting. Oh. No, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's that not everyone knows, but I feel like a lot of people don't know that I was born and raised in Costa Rica until I was a freshman in high school. So I basically lived there my whole life. And a yeah. lot of people don't know that about me. And I think it's because one, my last name is not very Latino and Hispanic. And they're like, wait, we thought you were from like Europe. And I'm like, no. So a lot of people don't know that about me. And I think it's a huge part of who I am. It's, I basically grew up there and was raised there. So it's just literally a part of me. And a lot of people don't know that. Every time I post a story on my Instagram of like me speaking Spanish, they're like, wait, you speak Spanish? And I'm like, yep. Oh. Do you, does that hurt a little bit that you're like, man, I wish people understood this a little bit more about me? Or, or is it something where you're like, no, I'm just, I'm just sharing this part of me. I think it, I wish people knew I could be, I could share it more if, to be honest, like I could put it more out there. Um, but I did wish people knew that more about me because it's such a beautiful country and I love representing the Hispanic and Latino community. So I wish people knew more that I was Costa Rican, but like I said, it's a, big big part of my life and of who I am as a person because I grew up there and my all of my family's there so um it, it's a big part I wish people did know that more about me okay well let's talk about it more because I'm in I'm so invested I'm so interested in this I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica it is absolutely stunning and what was it like growing up there it was amazing. Honestly, I am so grateful I was able to grow up and live there every single day because you're surrounded by, I'm a huge nature girly. And I think it's because I literally grew up in the mountains with coffee plantations in my background and oh. the backyard and just the weather was always nice. And I just remember growing up as a kid all of the neighbors would just go outside and play barefoot on the street and we would have calls. It was just an amazing experience growing up there. And I think also growing up in countries like that, you don't really grow up with a lot. So I think it makes you appreciate the little things more and you're just happy with literally nothing. Like it really taught me that happiness comes from within and not with all of the material things. And I think that was a big shift for me when I moved here because America's very consumer yes. <laughs> minded. So it was a big shift, but I'm really grateful for that aspect because it taught me how to be more grateful for all the amazing things that I'm able to have in this country and all the opportunities presenting presented me because that's the whole reason my parents moved us here for. But growing up in Costa Rica, if, I feel like if I didn't grow up there, maybe I wouldn't have the same mindset that I do now, but it's a beautiful country. Yeah. <laughs> it's stunning. Do you still have family and are you able to travel often going back there? Yeah, my whole family's there. So I'm here with my parents and my siblings, my two brothers, but all of my aunts, uncles, 
cousins, my grandma, every, everyone was Aww. there. So I try to go at least once a year. I'm actually going there in March. I'm really oh, excited. Good. Yay. I get to um, see my family and spend some time at the beach, which is very yes. much needed. But I just love going there and like spending time with my family. And I also have friends there because I went to school there in high school and just I basically have a second life there. <laughs> so it's it's nice to just go back and catch up with everyone that I don't see for most of the year. And then I like to spend like at least like two weeks there while I'm being there. And they have gyms there now, too, which is really oh, cool. Oh, that is cool. Exciting. I feel yeah. like all of my Costa Rican friends are now getting into fitness and it's really exciting. It's so much fun. Oh, that's cool. Was it really hard? I guess walk me through when it was when you first moved to America, you had to start over, obviously. Did you speak any English in Costa Rica? Was it like a, did you learn both or did you have to learn English when you were in high school Um, here? So my dad was actually born in the States. So he was born in Mississippi. So he grew up in the States until he was about 12 years old. So he grew up speaking English and then his parents got a divorce and moved to Costa Rica with my grandma. Um, So he knew English, which was cool because he wanted us to grow up speaking English as as well as Spanish. So he always spoke to me in English and then I would speak to Spanish to everyone else. Um, So I grew up speaking both languages, which I'm really thankful for because then when I moved here, I was very fortunate enough to know how to speak the language, but it was definitely hard. (laughs) I would say that year was probably the hardest year that I've ever had to go through because moving, especially as a freshman in high school, oh, high schoolers are mean. (laughs) Yes, yes. They were mean. Um, so yeah, and I you're have, on the East Coast. I'm Extra. Yeah. I mean, blunt. Very, very moved, blunt. Yeah. Yeah. I moved to Long Island when I first moved here. <laughs> Not to. So I was in New York. <laughs> and it was definitely hard because I got bullied a lot in my oh. freshman year. Um, so it took a really hard toll on my mental health. And it was def- pro- definitely one of the hardest years I've had. But I think then moving from Long Island to New Jersey, there was a bigger Hispanic community here. And I kind of just found people that I could relate to more and accepted me. So that was that was good, I guess, the move to New Jersey, but it was definitely hard. Um, but anyone that listens to this and has ever gone through bullying or is in high school and doesn't feel like they fit in, just want you to know it gets better. It does, even though it doesn't seem like it, because I remember in that moment, I would just feel like it was the end of the world and it was hard, but we pushed through. Here I'm we are. so sorry. Yeah. It's, it happens. I feel like a lot of times, a lot of the people that move from different countries experience this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was fortunate enough to be able to speak English. So I can't imagine people that immigrate to this country that don't know how to speak the language how it's 10 times harder for them yeah I think it's important just finding your people too that will accept you for who you are because and then too I struggled a lot with for years trying to just fit in and do what like other people would do and just to like try to make friends so I wasn't who I truly was and that took a big toll on my mental health and then I think unlearning that and just being authentically yourself eventually you'll attract the people that are meant to be in your life and I think that's one of my biggest advice to anyone is just be you and 
even though you, it might be lonely sometimes, it's better to be lonely than in bad company. I agree. I think that can be a really big regret too, is looking back on years. I know even like if I, as I look back on my life, just times when I'm not being true to myself, you feel almost like ashamed of like, man, why was that? Why was I embarrassed to be who I am? Why couldn't I have just, you know, stood tall and say, you know what, if you don't like me, you don't like me and that's fine, but I'm yeah. going to be who I am regardless of what your opinion is on that. And I cannot imagine having to, I mean, we moved countries, but it was like Germany to America and I was so young. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, I mean, that's just, that's it's insane. So and I, I just, I'm just so sorry that you had to go through that, but it's made you part of who you are now yeah. and you're strong and able to, I bet there's a lot of people listening who can relate to that. And thank you for sharing that. No, oh, thank you. Um, I just, yeah, it's, I think I'm grateful for all of like, quote unquote, bad experiences that happened to me, because at the end of the day, like you said, they kind of build you to who you are, they make you stronger. And then you gain the wisdom to be able to pass it on to other people and help them through things that are similar. So everything happens for a reason. And that was years ago. Well, man, I'm, I'm excited to uh, see your Costa Rica trip. Thanks. I'm now. so I can't wait to be on a beach in tan. <laughs> yes, that's, that's where you belong. Yes. That's where you belong. We all belong on the beach. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to now meet you. Now I get to meet you in person. Gosh, me too. Isn't it I'm fun? so excited. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Like you always like meet people through social medias, but like meeting like people you've met through social media in person is just completely different experience. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Cause you're like, are they, how, how are they actually, I'm very excited <laughs> to see it's, it yeah. can go one of two ways. Yeah. yeah. And you've met a couple other athletes too, right? Like you, I know you met, was it Erica and Annalise, I think. Maybe? Yeah. So okay. I was, um, yeah, I met Erica and Annalise back in September for Annalise's event for her Hispanic Heritage Month. That was so fun. So I like so cool. So much fun. Annalise did an amazing job with her event. And it was just cool seeing the Hispanic community come together. So it just makes me even more excited for the Lift Miami because I know it's gonna be like so much yes! fun. And this oh. is my first Lift event, so I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be so fun. Well, that's amazing. Yeah keep inspiring. You're inspiring me. So <laughs> yes, I'd say we'll finish off the podcast on what's one thing that you would tell your younger self. This has already been filled with so many nuggets, but let's end with this one. Um, I would tell myself I am enough or you are enough to my kinder self, because like I said before, I would always try to fit in and just not be who I am and seek validation and, and do anything to just have people like me. And I would always feel unworthy of that. So I would tell myself I'm enough and I'd give myself a big hug because she would need it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that's something even today I need to say to myself often. Yeah, I do too. In front of the mirror. <laughs> yes. yes. Affirmations. Yes. Affirmations. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. It has been. You want to go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on socials so they can stalk you, love you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah. So my at on Instagram and TikTok is Noelia Todorov and at Noelia Todorov and then soon um, YouTube. Stay tuned. Ooh, <laughs> YouTube's about to level up. It's about to level up the game here, guys. 
Oh my gosh. That I'm so inspired by hearing your story. I'm so glad we were able to talk about that. While you coming from Costa Rica. I mean, that's so that's so amazing. It's so inspiring. So thank you. No, and thank you for creating a safe space for me to talk about it. Means oh, a lot. You're welcome, heart. <laughs> Everybody go follow Noelia. Give her some love. Let her know you listened to the episode. And we will talk to you all more next week for some more fun and games. Bye. Bye. You are listening to the Fun and Gains podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lupton. Thank you for listening to another episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Make sure you come back next week for some more Fun and Gains. Bye. I love you. Fun and Gains, me. Bye. Make sure to call this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.